Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, Brock and I are going to be talking about some of the recent roster rumors and some official announcements that came out in the last week. Uh, going to be talking about some unfortunate news with the Overwatch League and Activision as a whole. Uh, getting into some more news for the league next year with a potential return to YouTube. Scump possibly considering coming out of retirement. Uh, some MW3 leaks that we're going to talk about. Um, the COD Pro with the best clutch factor communication, gun skill, etc. And then finally, we're going to wrap it up talking about uh, the flank did a show where they made a bunch of rosters that they constructed and thought would would be good fits and realistic based on what teams could do. So Brock and I are going to go through and give all those rosters grades and kind of talk about them. Uh, excited to get into this one because we got a little bit of some nuggets of roster news, which is rare in the offseason. So if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on the audio platforms, drop that follow, drop that five-star review. We appreciate all your support in this slow time of the offseason. Um, got some things planned going forward here. I believe on the 21st of August, tentatively right now, we're going to have a special episode that day with a special guest. Uh, if you're a sports fan, you want to tune in then. So um, looking forward to that. But without further ado, let's jump into this one, Brock. How are you doing today? Oh, good. Good old Monday it is. Uh, doing good today. You know, work was it's kind of slow. You know, I wanted to go home, but you know, didn't. <laughs> yeah, every you know, day basically. Yeah, basically. You no, know, we're here doing this podcast, and it's not not too warm out yet. <laughs> no, um, it's gonna be like a hundred in Wisconsin though, so I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely um, not either. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk some rosters. So we've. Finally had a little bit more movement on the roster front after being stale for weeks since the, the opening of the roster mania period was yep. officially open to sign people. We're still honestly very slow. I did not expect it to take this long. Like you really have like phase is now confirmed. Um, mm -hmm. You have, you don't even have New York technically confirmed because like we know Sib's going there, but like the announcement hasn't happened. So it's not even technically confirmed. Like Boston announced three, but they don't have a full roster. Optic hasn't announced like really, we have FaZe that's announced their full roster, and is that's the only team that's officially announced their roster, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, Breach has three or four, you know, and we know some of the rosters, but nobody's officially announcing. It's just so weird to me. Yeah, they're just waiting longer and longer for the right time, I guess. I mean, and it's not like they have any rush. We're still uh, four months away, basically, three and a half months away from the new game dropping and probably five months away from the mm -hmm. new season starting. So it's not like they're in a rush, but it's just weird. I'm not used to it taking this long for the rumors to actually come to fruition because it feels like we know half the league's rosters or four or five of them. Yeah. And we're just sitting here waiting. So um, first one, let's talk about Draza to face. It's like the one official roster. Um Obviously, not much of a surprise here. It's not like we're caught off guard by this move. We've known it's been coming for a while, but uh, the announcement video was pretty cool, and it's uh, it's going to be a very good team. I uh, heard Draza talking about how they kind of had some conversations. He was on uh, the Scrap Time podcast with Ben and um, Replays Crowder, and they were talking about how like they you know they talked about maybe some of their differences, but he said it was more in game, which I question a little bit because there was some definite beef that was out of game stuff on Twitter. Yeah. Um, a little outside of the game. <laughs> yeah, talking about people's girlfriends and stuff, which is crazy. But I guess they, they put their beef aside, and it sounds like they had conversations. And it seems like they're all good going forward, which is good because obviously they have to be mature enough to do that. Or um, It's really never going to work out if you're playing with somebody that you can't stand outside the game. It's probably not going to go very well with chemistry yeah. in the game. So good thing mm -hmm. they put it aside. And I think, I mean, the team has potential to win every event they play at. Yeah, definitely put it aside. You know, I'm sure Simp and Abizi and Salim all respect Draza, especially as a player. For the most part, very good the player. Part. <laughs> yeah. And they said him, him and Salim in the backline snaking. If that's a thing again in the next game, is going to be something scary. That's going to be very interesting filler teams. And <laughs> I saw a funny, I don't know, it was like a funny meme or something or tweet about like Slasher when he has to shoot Salim and. Uh, Draza snaking the back line next year, and it was just some dude absolutely fed up. And I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, he's definitely getting that. Uh, you know, somehow get out, get out of their GA smile. Yeah, and people are gonna roast him if he's talking about how bad snaking is next year because it's gonna be like you had Salim on your team last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Draza to phase, it's it's a little bit harder to talk about it because we've already talked about it. Um, yeah. It's just official now, so it's it's just a little bit more to just mention it, but. Uh, the the newer one, Priesta, was officially dropped by NYSL. It still uh, will be a shock probably until the new season starts and we actually officially see him 
on Boston where he ended up, but Priesta was dropped by NYSL. He pretty quickly recovered and uh, teamed up as a team of two with Slasher. And they are a duo that signed with Boston to join Snoopy, uh, awaiting a confirmation on a fourth. But Priesta and Slasher, a pretty good AR duo to join a young, talented SMG and Snoopy. They got got something building you like over there in Boston? Ooh, I do like it over in Boston. Snoopy, I feel like he's like Shotty 2.0. Hopefully. I, that's what the, they're going with. The plan is for them since, you know, didn't they drop Kremp, right? Yeah, they dropped, I mean, all those SMGs they, they use at some point. Vivid, Kremp, Nero, they're all, I guess technically they could bring, like some people have suggested Nero for the roster. It's like they could bring one of them back technically, but it's probably not likely, I would say. Yeah. No, I like I like, like it because Priest is just a winner and does dirty work for everyone. Slasher, you know, he'll take Snoopy under his wing, teach him all, all the ins and outs, tricks, stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like, the, I mean, I like the roster too. It's like it all. It honestly all just comes down to Snoopy, really. Like, mm -hmm. is Snoopy the player that Doug hyped him up to be? Is he the player that we think he could be? Because, I mean, let's let's face it. With the way the top teams are assembled, you've got your you know your Hydra and Kismet duo. You've got your Pred and Shotzi duo. Your Simp and Abizi. Um, all your top duos on all the top teams. It's like uh, you need to have a formidable sub duo that can compete with them. And you know, Snoopy's gonna have to be on par as one of the best entry type SMGs in the game for mm -hmm. this team to work. I mean, I trust Slasher. He's one of the better main ARs, especially with Octane. Everybody moves up a rung on the ladder there for main ARs. And Priesta is a very good player, like you said. But I can see a world where those two can struggle sometimes against top teams to be consistent in the slaying department. So Snoopy's gonna have to step up and. That leads into our next conversation of which SMG, not like based on any rumors of who's going to go there, who would you want out of the SMG market to pair with Snoopy? I kind of have my idea of a player, but I'm curious for who you think or what type of player you think they should get. Because in my eyes, if Snoopy is supposed to be like a Shotzi, the movement king, kind of fast paced, I want him just up in the other team's grill and just being like an entry, annoying, aggressive sub. So I, I know the kind of sub I want to pair next to him. Yeah. Um... I would have to go with. I really like Joe Deceives. Yeah, to be the pair with Snoopy, or like you. I'm sure you're probably gonna say like Capsidal. I like Capsidal, but I don't mind Joe. Unfortunately, we'll talk about the the rumor next. But it doesn't sound like Joe will be headed there for your sake. Sounds like he's going to LAT. I also really like Joe as a player. I don't know if I like Joe with Snoopy as much because. I feel like Joe, he was a very objective-based sub, which is what I think Snoopy would be if he was playing like a Shotzi-type role, just, you know, taking routes and beating the other team's face, being annoying. I feel like Joe's kind of a similar player in that sense, where he also is kind of like a... He was a pretty objective-based player last year and, you know, was kind of entry-type. I, I like more of like a slaying sub. Like, I want somebody to slow it down more. Um, okay. They don't have to play like super slow, but I want them to like be focused on getting kills. Like, I like like a hook. Um, I like Capsule. I think he can do that, but I also kind of like Capsule as more of an entry player. I think he's got that mm -hmm. talent yeah. um, to just play super fast. But I like like a hook on this team where, you know, kind of how he paired next to Shotzi. Because if Snoopy is supposed to be like a Shotzi type player, Hook obviously works very well off Shotzi. Hook is definitely a good one. I like Hook. I also, I don't mind a player like Afro. And I heard Draza shouting this out in Scrap Time, and I was like on par with him because everybody knows I'm o I've always been higher on Afro than most. Mm -hmm. but I think Afro also pairs really well next to him, which, based on rumors, uh, both of our <laughs> picks there, Afro and Joe Deceives, are going to be headed to LAT, but I think Afro, because he's a little bit slower and can really play his kills, I just feel yeah. like they need somebody on this team to compete with those top four teams with just their slaying is going to be up there. They're going to need somebody that can slay, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, yeah. I, I, like, I like one of those guys. I, I mean, maybe Hook's an option, because we think the other two are going to LAT, so maybe Hook could be an option, and... Um, the connection is obviously there. He's played with Slasher on eight trillion different teams. Yeah, I would say Asim, but that, that doesn't really fit fit it really. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, if you had Asim, he'd probably be more of the entry type player, unlocking Snoopy more. I mean, I could see a world, and you know, the Slasher Asim connection is also there. And Asim is friends with a lot of guys in league, so he's got probably a lot of connections everywhere. Yeah, Asim just trying to get on every team before he retires. <laughs> yeah, he's been on like five of them already. <laughs> Um, I don't know if he fits. I don't know if he fits the best in this team, but he certainly should have a spot in the league. I think still, he got yeah. pretty screwed last year with his team situation. Yeah, he definitely did. But yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see who they end up getting. Yeah, I'm very interested because this seems like 
outside of the top four teams, this kind of seems like the prime spot, I would say, as of right now, this extra SMG position. Yeah. It seems like they should have their pick of the litter, you'd think, because one, they're supposedly... Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. offering a lot of money in comparison to most of the teams so that would obviously make them attractive to players and two they seem to be one of the better teams that's outside the top four you know you got mm-hmm. a the defending world champion very good most winningest player in the cdl era and priesta slasher obviously a, a mainstay veteran ar and snoopy a young gun they seem like a very attractive destination especially because the role that you'd probably play is more of like a you know baby kill whore type sub so you're mm-hmm. gonna have some some good numbers and yeah. play a fun play style so Honestly, probably the place to go right now, so I'm interested to see who ends up there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as a result of this, Beans becomes an unrestricted free agent and is dropped into free agency. Oh, he had a, a pretty good year numbers-wise, but uh, I'm interested to see where he goes. It feels like uh, if London is sticking in London, it seems like a no-brainer for them to try to grab him up because he's a, a loud EU personality that um, talented. Like the EU fans over there would like. And he, yeah, he is also talented. She needs to clean up some things here and there, but they they can fix that. Yeah, he's he's got the thing that you want. He's got the talent that's there, and you can just mold him into the player you want rather than having uh, the player you want without the talent. He's he's got yeah. all the talent in the world, which is a very good starting point. You'd really rather have a guy that's extremely talented that you maybe have to tweak a couple things because the talent is is hard to gain, but you know the knowledge you can gain. Mm, yeah, definitely. So London, like you said, should if they go, should probably pick him up. Yeah, if they're going for that full EU or full UK or any really anything EU, they should be they should be hitting up beans pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some EU players though are headed to LAT, which we'll talk about. Two guys we mentioned, Afro and Joe Decees, but apparently LAT, the rumor came out that they are targeting a roster of Ghosty, Cami, Afro, and Joe Decees. So, I was somewhat surprised with the community's reaction and a lot of people's reaction to this roster but also not at the same time. So maybe I saw a different side of Twitter or I heard Zuma on the, the Scrap Time podcast in a, in a different way than most of the community thought, but it sounded like the community hated this roster. Really? Uh, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I saw the wrong part, but it sounded like they hated it, and the general consensus was the the Cami and Afro duo didn't work, and they just like should not... Try it again? They shouldn't try it again, but like... <clears throat> I don't know that it, it sounds like that team was a pretty bad environment from some of the rumors that came out also on that podcast. Sounds like the the team chemistry and that Minnesota camp was not very good with that initial roster with Afro and bands and attach and, and Cami. And I mean, I think the talents there for Cami and Afro, I can see why you maybe would not want to run it back with them, but you got to remember also like these teams are picking from the scraps of what's left. All those players stacked under the top four teams and, I think Ghosty has a lot of untapped potential. I think he could be even better than people saw him as last year because he was dropping consistent point nines. I think he could hit a higher ceiling than that. Yeah, he can. He can be, he's dropping one point threes in challenges, the point nines, but he's doing the dirty work. Yeah, and I, I think on this team he could maybe shine a little bit more. And I also really, I really like Cami as a player. Now I will say, I've always been a, a Cami defender. I've been high on Cami. I think a couple years back, yep. like coming out of Cold War, I picked him to potentially be an MVP candidate for Vanguard. But like. Even I'm at the point where I'm like, we got to stop talking about Cold War Cami because at some point we got to realize we've played Vanguard and MW2 mm-hmm. since we were talking about Cold War Cami. And now we're going on our third game since then and we're still mentioning him from that game. It's like at some point he's got to put together some consistent performances to make him make us call him MW3 Cami or something like that. Yeah, we all want Cold War Cami, but you know, I don't, it's not there anymore, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, at some point it's like when you consistently keep talking about 2018 LeBron. It's like, all right, yeah. it's 2023 now. At some point, we got to like remember that he's not that player anymore. Yeah, he's still good, just not that, I guess, tier yeah. of a player anymore. And let's be honest, these teams are going to need their players to all be at their peak to beat these top four teams this year. Yeah, definitely. Top four is stacked, but these players outside of the top four, I mean, I, I like them. I don't know how the community really feels about them, but I like them. I, see, and people were like, 
the ghost to Cami AR duo, I honestly think is pretty good. You got Cami, who I think has, I think both of them have very high slaying potential, which is what you need in your AR duo, especially when you're assembling a team to try to take out those top four. And I think obviously with Cami, sounds like he has pretty good communication. And we know Ghosty is really known for that communication. So good communication out of the the ARs. Maybe a little bit lacking from the subs, but I love the sub duo. I just talked about how I think Joe Deceives is an objective-based kind of entry, dirty work sub with a lot of talent and a pretty good S&D player. And I said I want somebody like uh, an Afro next to a player like a Joe Deceives. I think it's perfect. Afro's a little slower. He can play his kills, and he's very good at that. And Joe Deceives can do the dirty work, be the entry guy. I think the sub duo fits very well together. I really mm-hmm. like this team. Now, do I think they're going to like win a bunch of events and be insane next year? No, but... Could I see them being a consistent top six team, kind of like a, a Boston was for a lot of their time in the CDL so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've just been like always like top six, but never, you know, get over the hump, get the occasional top three or top four. I feel like they could be a, a consistent top six team. Yeah. Um, yeah, top six, definitely. I do, I do like them. Maybe Afro, like, like we said in the past, doesn't play the most correct, but the coaching staff over there can fix them. Because they didn't fix they fixed envoy for the most part, and he's going to yeah well, like you said a good coaching staff one of the best orgs to go to they have a good system in place there Cap and Shane um, got some good analysts they'll get they'll get the boys on board I like the roster yeah they they, um, they get to get maybe an LAG Vanguard win maybe I think it'd be maybe <laughs> a little less fluky but God it's gonna be tough for anybody that's not the top four to win but I, I do think this team could get some consistent good placements mm-hmm. yeah, I do like the team though overall. Yeah. Yeah, and then moving on to another team that's, uh, well, I guess not team, but another rumor. Uh, Rambo has apparently been signed as the Seattle coach and helping to build the roster over there. So interesting, Rambo not done with his coaching days. Obviously, uh, a mind that we know is very good for Call of Duty, one of the, the brighter Call of Duty minds, taught a lot of people how to play and is kind of like one of the grandfathers of the 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 modern day Call of Duty philosophy. Yep. He was kind of like one of the early pioneers of that. So a very good COD mind, I guess. We'll have to see how he meshes with his players because obviously the last we saw of Rambo, the players are specifically dashy, not big fans of his style. So maybe he'll be adapted or find a, a team that better suits his coaching style. And excited to see what he can do because he's a, a very good COD mind. Yeah, definitely. You know, didn't I didn't really fit the over there in Optic after a while. So if, you know, players run that over there. Yeah, but, but is is a good coach? One world champ as a coach. So, yeah, and it, it's a good start for Seattle. Yeah, and I feel like people obviously. I mean, you know this, but I feel like random people just like don't know that like they hear Rambo had like no thumbs. That's like a joke. Is Rambo like could shoot back as a player? But like, let, give the guy a little bit of props. He won a lot of events early mm-hmm. on in the the Call of Duty world with Optic, um, and he also made it to the first two COD Champs Grand Finals. Like, I hate to say it, but even if you can't shoot that straight, like, you got to be doing something right if your team's making it to back-to-back grand finals at COD Champs. Yeah, definitely. Granted, he lost to Impact, and he lost to the, the Complexity Squad, but, you know, he made two grand finals. That's that's nothing to, you know, to laugh at or anything. That, that's a pretty pretty solid resume. You made the back-to-back COD Champs grand finals. He actually never played in AW, so Rambo has never missed COD Champs finals in his playing career. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, kind no. of funny to think about. Yeah, definitely. I, I didn't really watch too much Rambo at, at the time because I didn't really watch COD. Really? Yeah. Until like, until like legit like Black Ops 3. Yeah. Either way, though, anybody that has watched COD in any year knows that. To make COD Champs Finals, you gotta you got to be at least a pretty decent player. Mm-hmm. Hey, he definitely knows his COD. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about... I guess we could mention it quick. Uh, Envoy signed with Ultra officially, and uh, that was pretty much news. Honestly, the only thing I want to talk about with that is how we got to throw out the first pitch at the the Blue Jays game. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that, uh, mm-hmm. that was pretty sick. Like, obviously, not something that you see too often. Like we saw it with Scump with like at the Rangers game, but they signed him and they were able to get him, you know, out in the field and throwing out a first pitch at the Blue Jays game. I thought that was super cool. It definitely cool to see. I know his dad was joking on Twitter, like, "Yo, only bring the." videos when he was 13 14 pitching or something like that. yeah and i saw his mom say something about like now you see why we let him quit baseball or something because she's like ah, that pitch was awful now you see why we let him quit baseball it's funny um, he wasn't trying right yeah yeah cool thing to see though that, that's pretty awesome it is great to see uh now 
I guess real quickly, we got to go to the sad note because we do have to talk about some pretty big news in oh. CDL. Uh, the OWL Overwatch League. I don't have as much affiliation and stuff for that, but Brock, you were have watched enough Overwatch League in your life, and like a, uh, I, I would say like it. like you were a pretty decent fan of it. Nothing like I would say probably like nothing like the CDL level, but you watched some Overwatch League. Yeah, and like know more about the league than I do for sure. Yeah, I watched Overwatch. A lot of the Overwatch one, like the two years ago. Yeah. yeah, but you know a lot more about it than I do. But um, the business side of things, apparently, the, the OWL teams can vote to terminate their. I think it's just their league spot or the league in general, and be paid out six million, which could potentially end the OWL. So I didn't do a ton, a ton of reading into it since, like, I initially read the article last week. So I don't want to like specifically start saying details that I'm not 100 percent sure about, but. Uh, it is sad, you know, a lot of people are celebrating because, like, oh, that means it could happen to the, CD, uh, the CDL and we can get the CWL back, but at the same time, like, this is a lot of money that people are going to lose, and for COD, sure, I think if the CDL imploded, we would probably get something back because COD is just such a big fan base, but for, like, these Overwatch players and fans, it's really sad because Overwatch doesn't have a 15-year history pre-OWL to fall back on. Yeah. And like, oh, we can just go back to like our league that we had before because they didn't have an extensive history before franchising like COD did. We can just fall back and like a CWL third party like MLG and just make a league again that's going to be popping. They don't have that to fall back on. And also the saddest part about it all, obviously, is all these employees in the esports departments, even for CWL stuff, were laid off. Tons of them, which is yeah. sad because you never want to see people, especially people that probably had to relocate to like LA and stuff, losing mm -hmm. their jobs sucks to see so that's a sad note but yeah definitely a sad OWL just doesn't have the viewership <laughs> no and just it's Activision as a whole just uh, we talk about it all the time but you know they're just their stupidity honestly and not listening to people like Hex and Hastro and uh, that's more COD related obviously but not listening to these people to tell them you know what had worked in esports for the past 15 years to get it to the point where they were interested in franchising it yeah. Instead, they said, you know what? You guys built all this. We're going to do everything opposite of what you think we should do. People that are experts in the space because they just looked at it as traditional sports and they were just going to turn it into that. And it is sad to see that they just couldn't listen and, you know, let the guys that had built it keep building it. Keep, keep going with it. It seemed like they kind of just saw it as like a, hey, there's, there's this thing going on in esports that it's getting pretty popular. Let's money grab at it. It's kind of what it seemed like from my point of view for Activision. So sad yeah. to see them um once again ruin some not ruin some lives but really hurt some lives of some employees there and lay them off that really sucks to see mm -hmm. it definitely is sad to see but move on i guess <laughs> yeah um other cdl news league wise uh hex basically confirmed i think it was kind of an accident but he just basically said it and they didn't cut it out of the podcast for the <laughs> optic podcast but basically confirmed that the cdl is returning to youtube which I've always said personally from a viewership perspective, like if I'm just watching the broadcast, the ability to pause easier and like go back to see a play or fast forward if I want to, if I had to pause and like pause feature, yep. Accessibility of that. I actually like viewing on YouTube. It's easier on a Roku, which I got in the living room. I can just throw that on. It's, it's an easier thing for like that if you're watching on a TV, which is what I do a lot of times, sure. But I'm not all stupid. I'll take the slight inconvenience to my viewership for how much the league can grow with Twitch and the watch parties. So mm -hmm. uh, once again, Activision and the CDL being short-sighted and chasing a, a short-term bag rather than a long-term play. Not shocked to see, but kind of sad. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but, you know, we kind of knew this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we did. And I, I mean, I hope we're able to see the flank and the scump watch party somehow yeah. find a way to continue watch partying. I wonder how that's going to work. The, the, I think they have to sign with YouTube, and I, I'm sure Scump's going to find a way around it, but like, I don't know if Zuma's going to want to leave, because he's obviously yeah. been doing very well on Twitch for a while, and doesn't just necessarily have the, the Scump following, where you can just transition over YouTube and get a quick 40k on every stream, probably like Scump will. It's, nobody has yeah. that following like that. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really weird. Yeah, to, like For Zuma, like, why would I want to go over there if I were to a huge following on Twitch? Yeah, and it's scary because like maybe you lose some of that following, and for somebody like Zuma, you know, who's newer to the content game and isn't as stable as Scump, because I mean, most people in the content game are not as stable as Scump. Yeah, uh, so, so he might be scared. Long. Yeah, he might be scared to lose that viewership or something, or lose some of his community because they don't want to transition over to YouTube, which is understandable. 
Yeah. So hopefully, you can, like I said, they can find a way around it, but I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Then we had, uh, speaking of Scump, apparently he, in that same podcast, confirmed that he was very, very legitimately considering on retiring. There was a, a point, it sounded like it was after Draza, because they didn't say names, they are like, after somebody had turned them down. Mm-hmm. It sounds like him and Hector were maybe texting, and he, like, Hector, like, jokingly said to him something about, like, oh, yeah, you got to come back now. And, like, it sounded like Scump responded with, like, yeah, maybe. And, like, he was like, wait, are you serious? And he called him right away. Uh and it sounded like he like legitimately considered it, and then he was like looking at the team, and obviously he wasn't saying names, but we're assuming he was talking about Brad Chatsy Dash, and he's like, "Man, I could slot in as a flex in this team. This team would be disgusting." And it sounds like at some point, because of the way Roster Mania was moving, they had to get a decision from him, and he was like, "Nah, I just I, I can't do it." Which honestly, like they said in the podcast, credit to him because he probably like he ended up saying he's glad he didn't do it because he probably went to giving it his all, but. Yeah. Credit to him because it would have been tough, especially for me. And like, if you're Scump, obviously in his head, he's got some ego of like, he could still do it because as a competitor, you have to have that. Mm-hmm. Like, credit to him for not jumping the gun and just saying yes. Cause when you're, when you have the idea of, uh, you can run an AR, the technical, maybe easier role, and you get to play with Shotzi, Pred, and Dashy, and then you have that dangled out in front of you, it is tempting to just be like selfishly, yeah, I can win some more cash or win another ring maybe. Uh, in your head, if you think you're trying your hardest, but he probably wouldn't have been like he said. So probably a yeah. good thing he he denied if he didn't really want to try fully. But man, I, I'm sure it was tempting to get that list of players thrown in front of you. Yeah, he's like all oh, these players. Yeah, let's do it. And then he does it. Like, like say he would come back, and all like, oh, the scrims, this and that, all that annoying stuff. And then oh, like, I don't want to lose anymore. And then screw over the team again. Oh yeah, and he talked about how like you know. He's about to get married, potentially, like, he's engaged, so, like, it's a lot of responsibility, and like you said, it was tough on is his his fiance, which, true, mm-hmm. like, you got used to this lifestyle of him being unretired, now he's got to put in a ton of hours during the day and at nights and stuff, so it's, it's a lifestyle change, and probably didn't want to go back to that. Yeah, it's, like, 12 hours of Kai, basically, if you want to be at the top. Yeah, and especially with him, you know, he's going to be doing some form of content, either for Optic or for himself, so it's a little bit longer for him, even. Just a lot of stress, I feel like. <laughs> you don't want yeah. it. <laughs> so, yeah. good for him to you know, have a few days to think about it and make his decision to not Yeah. Do. So, the last thing we've got, though, Brock, before we do like a little breaking point exercise they posted and then talk about the, the flank rosters is the MW3 logo was apparently leaked today. Uh, interesting. It's not really that much news. It's basically what you think it would be. It's called the Modern Warfare. It's got a you know three little dashes or three little lines it kind of looks like they like ripped black ops 3 a little bit in a way mm-hmm. yeah i uh, will say about it 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 did throw me off when i saw it like it, i thought for a second it was fake until i remember they talked about it being red because it just looks so i'm call of duty is just green in my head like yeah mm-hmm. just what it's always been so to see like the red three the only other color i think of for call of duty obviously would be orange for the black ops series yeah like the Modern Warfare series is always green. I think green. I know you think green when you think about it. I, I definitely think green, green, uh, white, gray. <laughs> I, I don't really have anything else on it. It's just it's just a you know just says Call of Duty, and instead of the two dashes or two Roman numerals, they put three. So I don't really have any, any other thoughts on it. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, I, don't really, I guess I don't really care too much about the covers. <laughs> yeah, about how, how the game plays. Yeah, you, you so. can have the worst cover of all time. It can just be a blank white sheet of paper and if the game's good i don't care what the cover looks like you can you can have a tyler write it and if it's a good game that doesn't yeah. matter <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't matter um one thing we have before we talk about the flank rosters and we're at about like under just under half an hour and i kind of want to just fly through this get the people get the people out of here in a good time as we're you know in the shorter season for podcasts most likely but Breaking Point posted this today. It was, of all time, name the COD Pro with the best dot, 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 blank. And they have some lists. Just really quickly, top of your head, we didn't put any thought into this in terms of like thinking through old people. So we might miss some. You can name a couple per thing if you want, but maybe narrow it down to one. So, Brock, who's the COD Pro with the best clutch factor you can think of? All time, we're talking, not like current. Clutch factor. Hmm. People know who I'm going to say. I like basically force myself to say this all time, always. I think of clutch. I just think of attach. Yeah, same. There are a lot of players I could say for that. Karma comes to mind too. I just feel like Karma always had the ice. Yeah, a lot of players uh, have the ice. Attach comes to mind. Scump was pretty clutch. 
Krim comes to mind. You don't you don't uh, win thirty seven events without any ice. True. Yeah. yeah. Scump Aches also comes to mind. Like dude won twenty events. He had a cold champs run. You know who else comes to mind? That people won't say. Who? Just because of his performances at champs, always apathy. App. He Dep- came yeah. to play at champs, which I consider the entire event of champs just a clutch factor, clutch moment. Yeah. He, App he came like, to play at champs. No matter how he was during the year, he always came to play. Mm-hmm. He loves the moment. Yeah, I like specifically remember like World War II when his team and he wasn't that good and he fried and won that event. And I also remember Black Ops 4, like that EG team was horrible all year. Then all of a sudden at champs, Apathy was cooking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about communication? First person that comes to mind when you think of COD Pro with the best communication. I have two. I'm going to put uh, Octane and Formal. Yep, my exact two. Uh, we, it's well documented how good Octane's communication has been over recent years, and Formal is quite literally nicknamed currently in Halo and has been called it many times the human UAV mm-hmm. or human radar. So yeah, he's got to be up there. Yep, by his teammates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about gun skill? There are so many ways you can go with this because, like, movement is another factor later on down this list. There's only a few more after gun skill. There's only three more after that. But, like, I don't know. There's people with pure raw gunny. Do you consider, like, their movement, their positioning into their gunny? I don't know. It's it's kind of... I'm leaving it up for interpretation for you. Who you think has the best gun skill? Best you can name a couple, obviously, because it's harder to just say one. Oh, one second. I was... I just thought of this for the another one for clutch factor. I, I simp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he clutches a lot of search like literal clutches in search and destroy. Yeah, uh, gun skill to me like pure gun skill wise, I would go with dashy. Yep, he's definitely a shout. I also thought formal, but I, I didn't want to say him. Dashy's definitely a shout. I also like simp and Beezy came up for me because I think what a Beezy does with how fast he's playing and is always consistently gunning. Like, he's got some good gun skill. And people always... It's always something, like, you and I will never know, and nobody listening to this probably will ever know, because it's only something you can feel when you're shooting against the pros on a consistent basis. And they always say, like, a BC will pull up on me from across the map with a sub, and he'll just gun me. And I have an mm-hmm. AR. Yeah. Like, you hear Octane say that, and, like, people, and, like, a BC's got a gunny on him, but I feel like he gets underrated because of how fast he's playing. People just think he's, like, you know... In there and just getting close range kills and everything. No, BZ's got a gunny on him. Yeah. Uh, Scump. Oh, simp. Yeah, Scump. Right up there, too. Krim is up there. Back in the day, people don't know how, how straight Krim could shoot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, a lot of people up there. Um, Name a lot, lot of the goats. How about IQ? This is a interesting one because it's. I feel like it's the hardest to judge. Like, gun skill, we can see. We can see your gun skill. We can hear players talk about your communication or your, uh, like, we can hear it and listen in. It's clutch factor. We see your clutch moments. But IQ is so so subjective. It's, like, it's hard to, yeah. like, we can't, like, see what they're thinking. Um, I'm going to go with Krim. I think Krim's up there. I think Clay's a good shout. Krim Clay. I feel like Aix isn't the worst shout either. No. Aix. I'm looking yeah. at so Killa, <laughs> Killa back in the day, his his OG smoke tactics. People will laugh when you say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Killa reminded me of Parasite. A lot of people like to say Parasite's like a, a great COD mine. He's probably a good shout out too for a more obscure one. I did see um, one in, in the comments from that post was that uh, Tyler Teep. TP. Yep, great smart COD mine. Always making the right play. Yeah, there's so many that we're not going to say that deserve to be mentioned for this as well. And then there's a lot for about, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about say. movement, because I feel like this is one of the most clear-cut ones. Movement. The guy with some nasty movement is, is Shotzi. Yep, Shotzi. This is, like, this is one of the categories I feel like is the most weird, though, because, like, movement in the game, like, early on, it wasn't really a thing until, like, AW. Your movement didn't matter that much. Like, in Black Ops 2 and Black Ops 1 and the Modern Warfares and Ghosts, like... There was yeah. no mechanic you could do to like really have finesse movement. It was just more like your positioning. Mm-hmm. Whereas like once sliding and ju- once jetpacks and then slide canceling came in, there was a lot more that movement played a factor. So it's really only more new age players you can mention for that. And I think it's hard not to say Shotzi. Yeah, honestly, I'm going Shotzi. Yeah. Um, how about trash talk? This one is like basically whoever you like the most for their trash talk. Hmm. I had a couple I thought of. Scrappy. 
I'll, I'll go new, yeah. newer, Scrappy, Jaza. I like Aches for back in the day. Aches and Clay. Aches, Clay. Clay does talk. I mean, how about we got, we, for the most legendary video of all time, we got to talk about Peggy and uh, Killa and Mir. <laughs> Some of the legendary throwbacks. People don't know about that video. <laughs> yeah, you got to go watch that video. I don't even, I pro- probably just look up like COD, best COD trash talks all the time and just listen to Mir scream, zip them up. Just look, uh, just, sit down, old man at Hastro. Like, that is one of the greatest videos. Just, just look it up. Look up, uh, Kill a choo choo train. <laughs> yeah, that, that team. That team is very fun. Then obviously, like we mentioned, the Clays, the Aches, those guys. Haggy, um, you shouldn't be watching. I'm yeah, Haggy. Yeah, there, there's so many you could talk about at different times. Uh, people, I didn't actually remember this as much, but I heard Hitch talking about Formal's trash talk during the dynasty for a little bit there. So many players trash talk at so many different mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's let's. I don't mention though. For all of them, like clutch factor communication, gun skill, IQ, movement, trash talk, I'll probably go Jimbo. True. I honestly, when you started that sentence, I thought it was Doug 100%. <laughs> so you threw me for a curveball. But yeah, Jimbo is uh, with cheats on. He's like a walking 1.6. So yeah, he's different. <laughs> he's different with the cheats on. That's, that's for sure. Um, let's talk about these rosters quick. Let's get the people out of here. Let's talk about the. These are not official. These are not confirmed. None of these are probably actually going to happen. But like the flank did an exercise. Uh, with Zuma, Parasite, Ben, and Aix, the normal crew, and then Octane was there as well, where they talked about... They basically like took rumors at the time, which like the LAT rumor wasn't fully out. It was just rumor that they were getting Afro and Cami, And they mm-hmm. talked about each roster, and like they did a partially like based on like who they could actually... Who they believed they could actually get realistically, as well as like um, like what they thought they should do, kind of a combination of both. And they made rosters. So really quickly, I just want to go through, maybe say a couple things about each roster, give them a letter grade. Uh, Optic, obviously, they basically did the confirmed rumor, which was Dashy, Shotzi, Kenny, Pred, just letter grade for that roster, and I'm, I'm just going to give it an A, because I think it's an upgrade to the last roster. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta good team, phase, good roster. Yeah. Atlanta phase, adding Draza over Slasher, going to give that one an A as well. A. Uh, Toronto, A. That's a. Uh, the Kleenex Insight Scrappy Envoy. Like, these, these four teams in the top. Hydra, Skies, Kismet, Sib. What are you giving this one? B plus, stink the boy. I was actually gonna say I can't give it an A, even though I do think it's a, a decent move. Like I think Sib's a really good player. I'm gonna give it a B plus because yeah, they snaked their boy. I can't believe they did him dirty. Uh, I still think the roster can be very good though, but yeah. I don't think it was a significant upgrade. Like I think Red over shot or over Hook and then Kenny, you know, filling in for Ghosty. I think that is an upgrade overall for Optic. I think Draza is an upgrade overall for Phase. I think Envoy is a massive upgrade overall for Ultra. Where I don't think Sib is some clear-cut upgrade for what New York needed, so that's why they don't get as good of a grade. Yeah, definitely. They got the gunny, but do they have all the dirty work players and all that other stuff that Priest have brought? Yeah. Um, then for LAT, so they had the rumor roster we obviously already talked about, but the one that the flank made uh, was Cami and Abuza for the ARs and Afro and Linz for the subs, a team that I really like because, once again, you're kind of going for it all. You got Abuza, who was like the top challengers player last year, or one mm-hmm. of them, and Linz is a very good sub. Afro, who I think has a lot of talent, and Cami, who I think has a lot of talent. Uh, I'd give this roster like a, a B, I think. Yeah, I give it a like middle ground. I'll do B minus. Yeah, I think it's like a middle ground roster. Yeah, B minus B is pretty fair, but it's tough with like Linz. I don't know as much about. Like, I, I don't have like a knowledge where I can say like, yeah, I like the way he plays like this, or he kind of fits yeah. this role. I just we know I truthfully Abuza. just don't know as much about him. Yeah, honestly, don't. I, he must be good enough. <laughs> yeah, he's basically he's apparently paired up as a duo with Abuza, and people really like him. So yeah, obviously the talent is there. Yeah. Also, I still don't know what Abuza runs. I swear, like I saw one time he's running a sub, and next time he's running a main AR. Like a from what AR I heard, flex. yeah, it's the same thing. He's like an AR, but people say he flexes too. Oh, Got yeah. a little bit of both, like AR flex. I mean, good to have variety. Can do it all. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then for Boston, they took obviously the rumored trio, or not rumored, it's confirmed now at this point, uh, Slasher, Priestess, Snoopy, and they added Standy to the mix. What are you doing with this roster? I'm interested to hear what you think for, like, a letter grid. Um, I feel like this roster is just a little bit better than the LAT one. So I'm gonna give them, like, a B, but maybe a solid B. Okay. I, I don't know how much how yeah. well that would work. I feel like 
I'm going to drop my previous grade, my LAT team, to a B minus because I want to give this team a B, but I feel like they're a little bit above that LAT team. So I'm going to drop that LAT grade to a B minus and then give this team a B. I just don't know if I love Standy. I think he can really slow it down. I think he can fill the role I talked about earlier of wanting to get kills. I just don't know. I don't know. I feel like he does have decent comps too. I don't think it's a bad pickup. Like it's just it's uh, you got to be really selective to give teams an A, even though we gave the top three teams an A. So it's it's hard to give anybody else an A. But I I'm gonna give it a B. I like Standy, but I think there's maybe other routes they could go. But I guess of the subs that are left, he is one of the better ones. So yeah, I'll give it a B. I think it's a pretty good roster for what they they have the options of. Yeah, I feel like Standy could be like BD kill horror. Yeah, and just you know get kills like we want him to do next to. Next to Snoopy on this team, I, it's a, it's not a bad pickup. I, I will say it's not like some something I completely disagree with, but I wouldn't mind that roster. Yeah. Uh, for the next roster, it's Vegas, and they put five players down, so they had Temp, Clay, Attach, uh, Capsidal, and Mac. So for what I would guess, I'd say at that point they'd probably want to keep their boy Clay, who had been on their roster. So I'll say for the sake of the just the segment, let's cut out Attach because I feel like they keep the Clay and Temp duo, and then add Cap and. Uh, Mac, Mac, where Mac oh. has you know the history with Clay, so that'd be Clay and the main temp on the flex, and then a capsule Mac sub duo. What do you think about that team? Um, I don't hate it, but I don't, I don't love it. Yeah. I think I, I, I don't love it. It's got a lot of players that I feel okay about. I, I feel like that's like a C plus to me. Yeah, I was going like C South C. Uh, it's like okay i mean I, I like clay a lot i like temp we've seen that ar duo before and i, I feel like the cap i love yeah, capsule everybody knows but and i like mac too but i feel like this team would just get overpowered by some other team's sub duos yeah but the top dogs yeah that's why it's i give not, them a C. They, they can compete though i feel like it's kind of like the team they had already to be, to yeah be pretty similar <laughs> yeah. same ar duo uh, a lower maybe respawn guy the one thing i will say is i feel like capsule can match standy's performance in respawn and i do feel like mac could be a little he was obviously very inconsistent this past season yeah. i feel like mac could be more consistent than tj was mac and yeah. tj are kind of similar players in some ways though mm-hmm. yeah first of all, i would love tj yeah it's just so hard to run this team back and just yeah. switch out one player that which is standy which could arguably be said was their best player it's just so hard to run it back with three like that yeah Definitely um, it is for surge they put down arsides illy hook and vivid i you're gonna give this roster some bsa aren't you mm. uh no i won't give him an a i'll give him like a b minus I actually agree with you. B minus. I I think the I think the team has very high potential in search and destroy because I think Arsides, Illy, Hook, Vivid are all potentially very good S and D players, and I think they have potential to respawn. But the it screams. This team screams slaying issues at times. Yeah, we've seen They're Vivid have get some, outslayed. Yeah. <laughs> we've seen Vivid and Hook both put up some bad maps. We've seen Illy, you know, is usually consistently around a point nine. We've seen Arsides put up some bad maps recently. Like this team, that their their weakness is respawn for sure. They're definitely gonna have to Neslo every team. This yeah, is love, the, this, this is the team. Yeah, they would have to have a hot weekend in hard point where their their subs are shooting or something. But they uh they are not the the best slay every team. I'll give them like a C plus B minus. Yeah. I like it. L A G though Brock. We go from your boy Arsides to your team L A G. Uh, this team is uh interesting. Fame, Gwyn, Godrx, and Gunless was the team the flank had. What do you think about mm. this? C minus. Yeah, I don't know like too much about Gwyn. He he won the he won he won the champ right? Challenge champs. Uh, ye- with Godrx. Yes, I believe so. Yes. Yes. Gotta be somewhat good. You gotta win it. Yeah, he's a talented sub player. I'm going to give this team a C because I see a team coming up next that I want to give a C minus or a D plus. So I'm going to say this is one of the lower teams, but I will say I think I'm higher on fame. I think a lot of people are writing off fame because his numbers don't look great from last year. But to be fair to the guy, he did get thrown into a role he'd never played before. Yeah. Getting thrown straight into an AR when he's truly a sub. And you and I watched at the Minnesota Challengers event back in uh, Vanguard where we saw him frying and talking a lot of trash talk. 
uh, mm-hmm. at the Challengers to, venue, and he was crying. And yeah, to Doug, he's got a lot of talent. Yeah, uh, Fame has a lot of talent. I think people are writing him off because his stats don't look great, but he he's more talented than people think. Gwyn has uh, Goderex showed out, and obviously everybody knows what you and I both think of Gunless, how incredible he is. Um, Super talented. I'll give us him a C just because there's a lot of players that we're saying have high ceilings but need to hit them, and that's that's a lot of things that have to go right. But I, I do think this team would have potential to be a competitive team. Yeah. I the team I wanted to give a C- minus or a, a D-plus, though, Brock, is London. Uh, this team is, speaking of getting out slayed. Yeah. Um, Beans <laughs> and Nasty, I actually don't think is the worst AR duo. But Vance no. and Hixie is just such a repetitive subduo. Like, they are the same player, just different ages. Both, like, a dirty work type player. I will say, I think Bance is more gunny than Hixie. Yeah. But Bance, Hixie, Beans, Nasty. That team's subs are getting absolutely dominated by the top teams. But especially the top four. Mega fried. <laughs> like, I just can't see a series where I can ever see... Like, there, like I'm trying to look at the other sub duos. Like, there's a world where I think, like, I could say... In this series, Snoopy and Standy shut down Pred and Shotzi randomly on a one-off, or they shut off Simp and Beezy on a one-off. Will it happen often or maybe ever? Probably not. Yeah. Like, I could see a world where Snoopy and Sandy could shut them down and have a good series, but, like, I can never imagine myself sitting down and watching a, a series and thinking, wow, Bance and Hixie just shut down Simp and Beezy. Yeah, I don't think that'll be happening. <laughs> yeah, we're like, you know what I mean? With Standy and Snoopy, maybe you could see a world where on a good day, on a good series, they can maybe handle them. Yeah. And get the win. But I just can't see a world where Pixie and Bance are saying, you know, they, they outplayed Simpa to Beezy today. That, that team's a, a D plus or something like that. Probably a D plus, C minus. Yeah, if this team is like actually potentially going to get made, it's like, uh, what's it, the World War, War Two team? Red Reserve, they always get out slid and win. Yeah. yeah, that'd be funny. That's actually a good shout-out. That's Which what reminds me. When I, that team. Oh, yeah. For any of you that made it to this point in the video, I know there's probably a lot less of you than normal because <laughs> it's, it's off-season time. Um, views are lower, but Brock reminded me of something. Uh, for any of you that are familiar and listen to sports podcasts, I'm sure you've heard of this one. Pardon my take. They do a, a thing where they do like the Mount Rushmore because guess what? They're also, you know, ma- mainly an NFL podcast and it's dead time for them as well. Mm-hmm. And they do a segment where they do like the Mount Rushmore. So obviously Mount Rushmore, four names go on there. They like they did the Mount Rushmore of Taco Bell items. Um, they did like the Mount Rushmore of like things you wish as a man were about you, like you had or something like that. Like they did like a Mount Rushmore of like the co- things that are the color blue. I was thinking about doing a segment like that. Brock reminded me of Red Reserve. Like maybe Brock and I will do a segment where we have four teams total. And we draft, and it's like the Mount Rushmore of COD teams, like your favorite COD teams, individual rosters over a certain time. So, like, if you want to pull out like Black Ops One leverage or something, okay. So, like, so we, maybe we might do something like that coming up as we yep. get into the offseason. Maybe we'll save it for a rainy day when we have zero to talk about in October. Yeah. And we'll pull it out. But that's something we want to do. So, if you uh, stay tuned, give us some ideas for Mount Rushmore's in the comments if you stay tuned. Hopefully, COD related. Fun to do, though. Yeah. We, could, we I mean, we could do like Mount Rushmore of your like favorite fast food items or something too. Like if we get really, you know, into the weeds in the off season. But mm-hmm. if you guys are listening at this point, drop a comment down below of COD related Mount Rushmore. It could be maps. It could be guns. And it's like a draft. So if I, if Brock wants to take one and I take it ahead of him, he can't take it. Yep. Then Players. you guys vote in the comments who has, who has the best, best roster at the end. Yep. Um. All right. Now let's jump to our, our last roster, which was Minnesota, and for them, they put down, I will say, I think I'm going to give it the highest grade of the non-top four teams. Nero, Ghosty, Awakening, and Asim. I'm giving this team, because I gave Hydra, Skies, the New York roster, a B plus. I'm going to give this team a B, just to stay below them. But I really like this roster and the potential it would have. Mm-hmm. Once again, I think the subs probably get shut down by the top subs. It's going to be hard to match any of those guys up there. But Nero can play at a very fast, blistering pace, and so can Asim. I think they can just match each other's pace and just be a annoying in-your-face sub duo. And I like the Ghosty Wake duo to have a lot of slaying potential. Yeah, a lot of slaying. I think it's kind of what you talk about with LA Thieves, where you know Kenny and Octane. You have Kenny on the front lines bringing a lot of communication. Octane on the back line. I think you have Asim bringing a lot of communication on the front lines, where Ghosty's bringing a lot in the back. I think Ghosty and Wake can both be very slay-heavy ARs, uh, and Ghosty can do a lot of dirty work and allow Awakening to just kind of roam and get his kills like he's so good at. 
and yep. Ace Manure are both going to do dirty work. Like, I like this team if it was to form. It doesn't sound like it's going to, but, man, this is a good roster they put together. I, I'd give this one a B. I like it a lot. I will also give it a B, just for basically what you said. I, I really like Asim as just as a player. You know, it's unfortunate where he's been around the whole league, basically. <laughs> but yeah, when, when Asim's on, like we saw at the, at Vanguard last year, I just flank after flank, just can't find him, just keeps killing, frying. Yeah, I, I I really like that roster, man. Um, Nero's a good player. He's, you know, got benched. Which I don't think he should have. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Wake's, you know, Wake, Wake and Ghost, yeah, that is that is pretty good AR duo. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that's pretty much it. The last thing I said I saw was, uh, I guess there's a rumor. Apparently, it's a big debate right now going on, on Twitter since we started the podcast. So people like roasting the guy that leaked it, but apparently Lamar could be retiring, and if that actually happens, we will talk about it because we are big Lamar fans here on this Lamar podcast stands. but um i hope he has a spot in the league because i love lamar just selfishly I, I really like lamar I like cheering for him so if that's the case when he actually officially announces it we'll talk about him we'll let him have that announcement and we will give lamar a tribute because we we love lamar here on this podcast um mm-hmm. lamar come hop on the podcast we'd love to have a conversation with you we promise we won't be toxic like uh, some fans might be to you because we are truthfully like not even trolling we are lamar stands in this podcast we're big lamar fans we, we know you bring to the table lamar yeah, we're <laughs> We're not oblivious to all that you bring to the team. Uh, so mm-hmm. if Lamar is actually retiring, shout out to to Lamar Accuracy for a great career. Fun to watch him play, and I really like him. And I hope he doesn't step away from the game if he does retire. I hope he hops into a coaching role because he will be fantastic at a coaching yeah, role. Definitely would. Not only, not only does he know what he's talking about in COD, but he seems like he brings some good vibes to teams mm-hmm. he's on. They all yeah. seem to really like playing with him after their the team's up and, you know, they make a roster change. Everybody seems to talk very highly of him. So I think he brings vibes and a lot of COD knowledge. So somebody, if he is retiring, pick that man up to coach. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really heard negative things about Lamar at all. <laughs> Even players that don't play with him. Like, you hear, like, the Optic boys always talk about him so positively. Like, it seems like everybody, he just, he's just a good dude. I also mm-hmm. saw on Twitter that his mom had cancer and apparently she's cancer-free now. So shout out to Lamar. That's good news as well. Yep. Shout out. Um... I think that's it for the podcast, though. So if you're you're ready to wrap it up, we can wrap it up. Yeah, got nothing else really to say. All right. That's going to do it for this one. Obviously, a pretty fun one. We actually had a decent amount to talk about with the flank. So shout out to the flank for making these rosters. Um, Yeah, that's going to do it, though. If you guys enjoyed this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Drop a follow, drop a five-star review here on the audio platforms. We appreciate you guys listening. We know it's a slow time, but we're going to try to grind out a podcast every week year-round so that way you guys have something to tune in and listen to and we can stay consistent for you guys so we appreciate all of you that did tune in we appreciate you for listening that's going to do for this one and we will see you again next week with another episode thank you guys for watching